This is MIT Technology Review. Hi there, it's Jennifer Strong. While I was reporting on farming and agricultural AI last year, I noticed a theme developing. No matter where I went or who I talked to, one way or another, the conversation turned to satellites. So how can we get over this labor hurdle and take advantage of this knowledge we could get? And that's where satellites come in. Another way to proactively configure the machine is by using satellite imagery. Long before the war, we'd actually worked a lot on monitoring agriculture in Ukraine and using satellites to map the cropland. And the beauty of the satellites is they are flying everywhere, <laughs> every day or every week, and the drones are not. So at a certain point, I called up Julian Sanchez. He's the director of emerging tech at John Deere, and I asked him, what's going on? His reply, he invited me to Satellite Day on Deere's test farm in Iowa. This reporting about farming, AI, and satellites turned into three episodes of this podcast, which you can find linked here in the show notes. And as part of this reporting, we also toured a satellite factory in downtown San Francisco called Planet Labs. This episode, we bring you along for one of our audio postcards to hear how these satellites are built and tested. Hmm. Let's go. In Machines We Trust. I'm listening. A podcast about the automation of everything. You have reached your destination. So when the, the company started, it was really just a small group in a garage setting here in Silicon Valley, and really just taking the early stab at developing the core electronics of, of the satellite, using a lot of consumer-grade electronics. We're not using really any space-rated integrated circuits or anything like that. So I'm Jacob Stern, Director of Test Engineering here at Planet. I oversee the manufacturing test of our Dove spacecraft, but also our uh, manufacturing of the Super Dove spacecraft that we're building today. The iteration over the years is what you're kind of looking at here, where we've got the early versions of the solar panels, the early versions of some of the core electronics, the camera, the main sensor, which is of course part of the payload, the telescope and sensor combined. And what you see on this table, you see a, a very early version, PlanetScope 1 we called it, and that's this carbon fiber tube here with 11 megapixel sensor. And if you look at very old images, they're kind of like circles with the tops and bottoms cropped off, kind of like a dog tag shape. The telescope itself was actually occluding the corners, so we cropped the image and did as much correction as we could to, to make those you know, useful images. But of course, myself as a test guy, my career has been in, in manufacturing tests. We focus a lot on the board and the satellite level tests, and we've you know, built a lot of automation around all of that to try and you know, approach it from a sort of volume manufacturing standpoint where you can hook it up very easily. Any technician can you know, hook it up and click a button, run the test, and give you a pass or fail. There's the clean room side of things, and then there's the outside the clean room. We're doing all of our electronics and a lot of our preparation outside the clean room. And that's really just about testing our electronics, individual components, 
And then once all those components are tested and ready to, to be assembled into larger sub-assemblies, they go into the clean room. Things get put into kind of about five major sub-assemblies, kind of the top and the bottom, front and back of the, of the spacecraft, as well as the, the payload itself, which is the telescope with the camera and its heaters and all that accompanying electronics. We're currently producing 36 satellites for delivery in a couple months. The core of our satellite is really five or six main circuit boards, and one of which we call really the main board, which has uh, the core of our radio systems, FPGA, which is doing all the compression for the images and the, and the data capture, and as well as the transmission of our uh, radio signals back out. There's a little Linux computer on there, and of course we need storage devices for those Linux computers. And then an array of sensors, you know, for attitude determination and control, actuators to steer the spacecraft. We don't have any propulsion, so we don't you know, boost the orbit. But all the main uh, components you actually can see right here on this, on this layout, this, we call it a flat sat. That's really all the, all the key components of the spacecraft uh, laid out flat on a plastic sheet here. And we use this to test the individual components. So, for example, if I'm testing this main board, I will take the main board out and put a new one in and hook all the cables back up. And then we can basically operate this like a satellite. So we, we actually use the same software on this board that we're going to end up with in flight. And all of our testing is built around that. It can run it through its, all its bases, you know, fire up actuators and sensors and check all the telemetry transmit over the radio, and of course we do have the radio equipment as well in order to test it, but we're not operating off of the radios for the whole test, so it just, that takes too long. So this is how we test the satellite, and really the same test that runs here at this board level is what we run, again, at the satellite level. Okay, cool. We can walk into the clean room a little bit and check out the, the build process. Okay, so we're here we're in the, in the clean room where all the satellite assembly takes place. And if we walk a little closer here, you can see one in progress. So this satellite here is uh, in its early stages of assembly. You see the main payload here is, is sitting on a little stand. And we kind of have these small racks for holding the satellites. And each one has its own little home while, while we're in production. It makes it easy to find them. <laughs> Small bit of learning along the way when we just used to put them wherever. You know, spent a lot of time hunt, hunting through the, all of them to, to find the one you were working with. But all the equipment you see in this room, that's aside from those assembly benches, is, is test equipment. Um, and so it's either testing some uh, sub-assemblies, all of the payload, the optical testing, and the calibration of our uh, telescope. It all happens down at this end of the room. And then the rest of this is just at the satellite level test equipment. You know, basic functional testing, solar panel testing. You know, we deploy the solar panels, make sure that that mechanism works, illuminate the solar panels so that we can see that the solar panels are generating power. And then after this room, really, it goes, there's, there's two other locations that the satellites travel to. And so we can walk over to, one, to those. So now we're over in kind of the R&D side of the building. And this is where all the RF team, electronics team, and imaging payload team do all their R&D work. And this chamber here is an anechoic RF chamber. And so it's got the foam, the spiky foam in it, and a shielded outside. And when we close this door, it becomes radio silent in there, except for whatever equipment we've got hooked up. 
And this is where we can put our satellite and actually do radio performance testing. And so this will, this is really the only place you can catch, say, a pinched cable or a slightly not fully seated RF connector. Uh, because in the lab, if you were sitting, you know, inches away from the satellite, you're going to be able to talk to it just fine. All that signal is going to get through. But in here, in this condition, this really mimics the, the power levels and the radio quietness that you would have in space. And that's what you need to detect, you know, some slightly off performance. So this is a homemade chamber, basically a big rectangle box filled with foam on the inside and a door that can close and, and, and seal around the edges. And the satellite goes here on this little turntable so we can rotate it back and forth. The beam pattern has certain uh, places where it's stronger and weaker, so we, we or orient the satellite correctly for you know taking the right measurements. And yeah, so currently what else is happening in this room is all the development for our next generation spacecraft, and that's the Pelican and Fidelity programs, which are which are in the works at the moment. But I mean, that's the rest of the equipment you see in here is is all about is just you know, the avionics for that uh, cool. that we're getting started on. Yeah. So the last, the last bit of the flow of the spacecraft is it comes into this room, which is our qualification lab. And in here we have our vibe table, shock table, thermal chambers, thermal vacuum chambers, and anything else that we need for you know, ongoing reliability testing or for you know, really the, this, the harsh environmental testing that we need to do. So you know, obviously the big vibe table is the, the most obvious piece of equipment. The shock table is also for, you know, qualification testing. We only do this at design time, but uh, basically it's a big plate with a huge hammer that comes down and, and smacks the plate. And whatever we have mounted to that plate sees all that shock flowing into it. So our Dove spacecraft will put them in a box that looks just like a deployer that we, that we launched them in. And that will get mounted to this table. So when we have a design change, we will run a satellite probably not a whole satellite, but probably a mass simulator uh, of the satellite with you know the, the, the changed component on it to subject it to the shock environment. And the shock environment's what you'd see during launch, right? So as the rocket's going up, the stages separate, you know, the first stage from the second stage, and that's all done with explosive bolts on the, on the, on the rocket. So that explosive you know, discharge sends a big shockwave through the whole structure of the, of the rocket. And so, you know, SpaceX or Rocket Lab or whoever the, the launch provider is will give us a profile saying this is the shock you could expect where your stuff is being mounted on the rocket. So we subject our spacecraft to that same level or usually that same level plus some extra margin and that's how we ensure that basically no parts fall off our spacecraft. Um, hopefully <laughs> A, no parts fall off and, and obviously B, it still works. <laughs> the vibration testing is something we do on every satellite though. So that is one of the reasons we come into this room and have to use this vibration shaker table. Again, the satellites go into a little pod. You can see some of the, the, the green pods on the rack over there. That mimics the holding deployer that we actually launch in and that, that's what gets bolted to this table. And then we shake the satellites and of course make sure that everything works again afterwards. Causes for failure for us internally are something stops working, but causes for failure to the launch provider is that stuff falls off, right? So they don't want to see any you know, bits and pieces fall off. So they actually mandate these vibe tests on every spacecraft that goes off. They don't care if it works or not afterwards, and we do, but they just don't want any parts falling off. And in this equipment you see right next to us, this is like a, a whole mission setup where we have 
a ground station, just like what we would have out at our in the field at all of our radio downlink stations scattered around the globe. The same equipment that, that is out in the field is in this rack. And then a satellite is in this rack. And so we're talking to the satellite, you know, over cables instead of over RF cables instead of over the air. But but it's using the radios and everything. And it, and it runs a whole mission profile. You know, we send schedules to the spacecraft. The spacecraft takes pictures. It downlinks its data. Of course, the pictures are of just the inside of this cage, but still taking them and running through all the routines that we do on orbit. And of course, we can also add in a solar panel simulator so we can simulate power in, power out kind of situations. And then we can also, with this thermal chamber here, subject the satellite to hot and cold cycles like you would see on orbit. So it's a fairly complete setup. The only thing that's missing from this setup is, is vacuum, right? But as far as the electronics go, you know, whether they're in vacuum or not doesn't matter quite so much. It matters for thermal you know, propagation, but not so much for function. So this gets us pretty close to a flight-like scenario where we can simulate a lot of different things with this setup. And so that kind of sums up the, the flow of a SuperDove spacecraft from parts coming in through assembly, through basic testing, RF testing, environmental testing, and then after environmental testing, we repeat all of our, all of our testing essentially again. This episode was recorded and produced by me with help from Emma Silicons and Anthony Green. We're edited by Matt Honan and mixed by Garrett Lang with original music from Garrett Lang and Jacob Gorski. Thanks for listening. I'm Jennifer Strong. This is MIT Technology Review.